When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A to D Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com. And we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Also hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. Make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process and see them in Lebanon or online, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And uh, the Krebs uh, Krebs Kubota, make them a part of your equipment process, uh, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-state in Columbia, Murfreesboro, or in Franklin online, KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, uh, I, I told you earlier uh, on the show, I sent this tweet out at A to Z Sports, head on a swivel this morning for the official news for Brian Callahan to be announced uh, as Titans head coach, potentially while we are still live. Potentially while we're still live. So we'll find out. Uh, what this looks like um, as we await. It's been over 24 hours. We're approaching uh, a day and a half um, since the initial report of Brian Callahan to be named um, Titans head coach. And so here we go now. But Sam, you have yet to do this on a live platform. You had an Instagram reel, TikTok video very soon uh, out after this news happened Monday evening. Uh, but what is your overall feelings, opinions, thoughts uh, about Brian Callahan becoming the Titans' next head coach? Yeah, I think this is uh, very, very exciting, and I think the ideal scenario. I, I mean, Austin, I, I I called my shot here with this one. This is the guy that I pinned as my top choice, as my ideal candidate, as uh, the person who I thought was the best fit for this Titans' head coaching job a few weeks ago. Uh, And now that comes to fruition with him being the guy who is hired by the Tennessee Titans. So it it should be exciting for Titans fans. There's a reason why I liked him over all of the other candidates that were getting far more, I would say, mainstream media buzz uh, and popular names. I think when this cycle first started, a lot of people were like, oh, it has to be Bobby Slowick. Who's this Callahan guy? I don't care. He doesn't call plays. But as I think... um, you know, you've gone over and a lot of people have gone over to this point. There is so much to this guy that makes him such an attractive head coach and the best possible option for the Titans and for Will Levis. So the reaction is absolutely positive. I would have to think a little bit about the Mike Vrabel question that the chat asked. 
I would have to think a little bit about it because are you over Mike Vrabel? That's the question. Yeah, you in over the him? sense of like right hindsight of knowing the Titans got Brian yeah. Callahan as their head coach. Do I think they should have fired Mike Vrabel? I would still probably say no, but the it's the Vrabel Amy Adams Strunk behind the scenes banter that I think makes a lot of this difficult to just put into like a yes or no box because mm -hmm. there's so many like details right about what Mike Vrabel might have been demanding and whether or not like and what what the organizational structure looks like if he's still the head coach that makes it a question mark but I think on paper right as much as I am excited about Brian Callahan and I think that this could be great and by the way I said as much so for all the people out there that want to go try and stick my nose in this, I wrote when I was complaining about Mike Vrabel being fired that there is a good chance the Titans get this hire right and fail upwards, that they could make a bad decision to fire Mike Vrabel and still wind up with a head coach that works out. But it is risky. It is absolutely risky to come with a, a first-year head coach when you have somebody who I thought was established and, and could pr proven that they could win. That being said, as far as hires go, this is about as good as it gets. This is about uh, everything that you could have asked for if you were a Titans fan, somebody who has been around coaching his entire life. His dad was a head coach. He played the game. He played quarterback. He now you know, has a very long history of coaching experience, including being the longest tenured offensive coordinator or coordinator on either side of the ball in the entire league. He has worked with quarterbacks in the past that have had a ton of success from Peyton Manning to Matthew Stafford to Derek Carr. Uh, and he has been quintessential in building Joe Burrow and building the Cincinnati Bengals offense into what they are today, even making Jake Browning look like a very good option uh, as a quarterback earlier this season. So this is something that Titans fans should absolutely be excited about in this new era, the Ranahan or Calloran era, whatever you want to call it. I, I saw a new one this morning. Okay. What is that? One? I think it was in the chat. I think the chat had it. Calathon. Calathon. I'm trying. What is the pun? Carthon. Callahan. Yeah, Calathon. I feel like Caloran or I, I like Caloran. Is that a weird Ranahan? one? Ranahan is Jax. Ranahan, but like Caloran is literally Callahan just with the R and you didn't get Ran in there. Caloran is my favorite. Whatever you want to like, call it. I like Ranahan because Ran hired Callahan, right? Ranahan is how that goes. But Calathon sounds way too much like a, a, a car brand that will not be named and doing their annual uh, sell everything. Well, it's not annual. It's just always ongoing. The Calathon, it never ends. So there could be marketing ploys, yeah. but the Titans are also not that, uh, they're also run by Nissan. So, and had that relationship with Nissan. So maybe Calathon is going to be out. Gotta be. Uh, but whatever you want to call it, this new era off to a great start. Uh, I mean, this is box check one and Awesome. We're going to talk offensive coordinators later in the show, not to get yeah. ahead of myself here, but I sat on this show and said, Hey, Austin, if I'm dreaming, if I'm cooking, if I'm Rand Carthon right now, sitting over in his office at, at St. Thomas sports park, what am I doing? 
I'm hiring Brian Callahan and then one of the two guys we're going to talk about today. If they get this offensive coordinator hire right, I have absolutely no room to complain about anything. Yeah, I think Brian Callahan makes a ton of sense. Um, I talked about it, excuse me, a lot yesterday, Sam, about why you know the Titans have entered the modern era. And this is about damn time, right? So you get somebody who is not a direct correlation or a direct branch from the Kyle Shanahan tree, but you get somebody from the branch of Gary Kubiak who was on the Mike Shanahan tree where this all really began. And so you get a lot of the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan influence, but also with a guy who has a mind of his own that's worked with Zach Taylor, who is a Kyle Shanahan branch guy too. And so it's a lot of blending of good football minds that uh, Callahan has worked with over the last 15 years. The fact the guy's 39 years old, he's about to turn 40 this summer, Sam. And this is going to be his 15th season in the NFL as a coach, like the guy, and he was born into football with his dad. I mean, so you've got the lineage to live up to a good football mind and a good coach. It's just obviously the dominoes have to fall right. He has to make good decisions around him, bring in a good staff, and then obviously be able to lead the football team uh, from a personality standpoint and, and execute. But it all sets up very nicely. Yeah, I mean, offensive coaches flop all the time, like yeah. ugly flops, you know? And so maybe two years from now, we're sitting here with another head coaching search and talking about Brian Callahan just didn't work out. But this is an absolute shot by the Titans. Like they're swinging for the fences here because if it hits, like you've mentioned, right? Not only are you in the modern era offensively and, and putting Will Levis in the best chance to succeed, but you've got something that's sustainable now. You've got something that's not going anywhere. That's not getting poached for another, like for a head coaching job somewhere else with an offensive coordinator and Matt LaFleur or whoever. And I mean, all you have to do is look at a Matt LaFleur, somebody who was hired kind of on a whim and was hired as a big shot in the dark by green Bay who, yeah. Now, year over year, has them producing high-level offense and, and in the playoffs. And so you have a chance, if you're the Titans, to be a consistent top offense in the sport, to potentially have Will Levis enter the conversation of the top young quarterbacks in the AFC, and to you know not be going anywhere and, and consistently be relevant offensively, which I think is fresh and uh, refreshing for this fan base. Yeah, so uh, real quick, Scott Weaver brings in that Austin, it, it really is from the Bill Walsh coaching tree. So I, I pulled up the Bill Walsh coaching tree. Scott is correct. Now, there are a lot of branches. If Bill Walsh is the trunk of the tree, first, you go to George Seifert. That's the first branch, on the, the lowest branch on the tree from Bill Walsh, George Seifert. Then you have another branch that is Mike Shanahan. Then you go to... Gary Kubiak and then Gary Kubiak goes off of Mike Shanahan and then Kyle Shanahan technically comes from both Gary Kubiak and his father, Mike Shanahan. But then you've got Brian Callahan that will kind of bounce or branch or intertwine off of Gary Kubiak and Kyle Shanahan. But yes, it all did begin with Bill Walsh and the George Seifert branch. Uh, so look, I mean, Scott nailed it. You're absolutely right. Scott's one of our more veteran uh, uh, viewers here. And so he says, don't forget Mike Holmgren. No, 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 no. So Scott, Mike Holmgren's a different branch than George Seifert. 
because under Mike Holmgren's branch is Andy Reid, Mike Sherman, Steve Mariucci, John Harbaugh. I'm just gonna stay. I don't understand coaching trees like that. Well, how do you not understand coaching trees? Well, I understand it's a, it's a but, tree. But, well, hang on. <laughs> I understand that, but you hear people talk all the time. Oh, he's from the Andy Reid tree. He's from the Bill Belichick tree. And I guess it is similar to like a family tree, though. Like everybody comes. It from all goes somewhere. back. You know, everybody uh, like. But so does Bill Belichick have his own tree, or is he Bill, under the yes. Parcells tree? Who Bill is Bill Belichick has. Tree? And that's the thing. It's like, you know, you can, uh, you can, uh, what's the damn word? Oh crap. Uh, my wife would know this. Uh, you know how you, uh, take, you know, uh, from a, a, you have a plant in your house and you want to spread and grow that plant. You just snip something off and you put it in water and then you are able to grow and create more, um, more plants from the original print plant. Right. Sure. So, there are really three main trees in the NFL. And this is not what we had decided to talk about too. And if somebody can help me with that damn word on what that means. Uh, no, it's clone. not clone. It's not transplant. It's starts with a P starts with a P. Ah, crap. Come on. Uh, pro pro. Anyway, somebody will come up with it. So there are three main trees, Bill Walsh, Marty Schottenheimer, Bill Parcells. The Titans are now under the Bill Walsh tree. But did, They've also but who did Bill Parcells coach under because he should be under propagate, propagate, team. son of a you propagate. Thank you, little one. Propagate. Ah, propagate is the word. That's what I was trying to find. So that they were able to propagate uh, Bill Belichick from Bill Walsh. George Seifert and Mike Shanahan were propagated from uh, Bill Walsh. And so now you've got Brian Callahan. So there you but, go. But like who did Bill Parcells coach under? Because he should be under somebody else's tree. I don't know. That's not the graphic that I have. Bill Parcells didn't just, you know, snap, you yes, know, up here yes. from thin air and as a head coach. I don't. I don't my, uh, it's like, where do we draw the line of like, hey, a tree starts here. And when do you start building your own tree? Because, yeah. I mean, I think Mike Shanahan basically deserves his own tree for that Washington stuff. No, he, ha he has his it. own – like Mike Shanahan has his own propagated tree. It's just – it started under Bill Walsh. That's the whole thing. That's the whole – and, you know, Devin said, how big is this friggin' tree? It's huge. The Mike Shanahan tree has six main branches, and then each of those six main branches have their own damn trees, including, you know, some others like Jeff Fisher and – so again, we're getting too uh, in the weeds. Yeah, I think I don't remember who said it, but somebody just said, "Hey, just make me make a a graphic." So I I'll have it. it. I, I look. I can screenshot it right now, and we'll just throw it on the damn show uh, right now, and hopefully it'll be the right you know uh, dimensions. So give me a second, and we'll just put it up here on what I've been looking off of that makes me sound like a crazy person uh, making sense of something. So this is from Hogs Haven. Uh, dot com, a, a website that I don't know what it is, but it all it all makes sense. So here is here are the trees, oh, right? Yeah. You have Bill Walsh at the top, then you have Marty Schottenheimer and Bill Parcells. Those are the three main trees that have propagated all of these coaches. Don't ask me why some are are red and some are green and some are blue. I don't know that. I'm just looking at the connections here. But you've got Bill Walsh that turns to George Seifert that goes to Mike Shanahan. Jeff Fisher also came all, off of that. Gary Kubiak, the Kyle Shanahan, that's where Bill Callahan comes from. All right. I mean, Bill, hey, Bill Parcells' first NFL. I got to zoom in and look close. 
Bill Parcells, uh, 1980 linebackers coach for the Patriots, was his first NFL job. So, who was the head coach in the 1980 Patriots? That's what we have to figure out. 1980 Patriots. Let's 1980 see. Patriots. Let's see. Uh, Ron Erhart. Yeah, that guy. Ron Erhart started it all. So, yeah, see, hey, where's Ron Erhart's credit? He, uh, he grew the Bill Parcells tree. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jake Locker's burner asked, what tree grows down? Uh, family trees and coaching trees grow down and trees grow down. They, the roots grow down. Come on guys. Like you don't know stuff about ecology. Not a science guy. All right. Let's get to uh, our actual topic for today. And enough of this nonsense for me. So here is our first question. We want to talk about offensive coordinator. Who would you prefer as Titans offensive coordinator for Brian Callahan? Open-ended. Who would you prefer for Titans offensive coordinator under head coach Brian Callahan. Again, head on a swivel uh, today for any uh, some news that will come out possibly while we're still live this morning. But who would you prefer for Titans offensive coordinator Brian Callahan? Uh, but Sam, first tell us all about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. You don't want to fumble on your recovery whenever you get hurt in life and you have to know who to trust. Well, you can trust our friends over at the Bone and Joint Institute. They have the state-of-the-art rehab facility located out in Franklin with everything you need to fully recover. It's all under one roof, so you're not driving all over Middle Tennessee to get to your different appointments. Some of the weather not been great for driving around recently. That's not a problem with the Bone and Joint Institute. Rehab, image, surgery, testing. It's all under uh, one roof, even with their clinic out in Franklin. So go visit them, go see their great doctors and schedule an appointment with the Bone and Joint Institute at boneandjointtn.org. And with BetMGM, you can always win big with our bonus code ATOZ Sports that gets you up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses, that's with code ATOZ Sports to go big with that first bet because you're never going to miss out uh, on uh, starting off your BetMGM career uh, when you sign up with the best first bet offer out there. That's ATOZ Sports for up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. But you can also, for existing users, play the Tennessee Million Dollar Football Playoffs Challenge. I played it yesterday. It took me all of 20 seconds. Uh, it's basically filling out three answers to questions about the upcoming playoff games, and you have a chance to win big with BetMGM, the Tennessee Million Dollar Football Playoffs Challenge. Uh, it's for existing users too, but for new users, bonus code ATOZ Sports gets you up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet misses, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and other requirements. First, online real money wager. Only rewards issued in all bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 Sam, I'll send you to the chat asking everybody their preference. Who would you prefer as the Titans offensive coordinator under new head coach Brian Callahan? John says Thomas Brown. Jay says Charles London. I see Arthur Smith. I see uh, Thomas Brown. I see uh, Thomas Brown. Stump Mitchell. Thomas Brown again. Uh, more Thomas Brown. Bill Callahan. Brown or Cohen. Brown or Cohen still deciding. Arthur Smith, Brown, uh, Lane Kiffin, Cliff Kingsbury, oh. Bobby Slowick. Bobby Slowick 
ain't going to be the offensive coordinator, Nathaniel. Uh, newsflash there. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Jeff Fisher. What people are just going into the archives. They want Jeff Come on, Fisher and Arthur Smith coming out. Um, Thomas Brown again. Uh, a lot of Thomas Brown I'm seeing from the chat here. Andre says David Shaw is his top pick. Uh, and we got uh, an agreement from Curtis, who also believes uh, David Shaw. Michael wants Liam Cohen. We, I see Jack Party. I see Josh McDaniels. So a lot of options here. I'd say the overwhelming majority answer would be Thomas Brown, which is interesting, Austin. It's interesting how the, the tune on Thomas Brown has sort of, uh, you know, pivoted a little bit here. Yeah, uh, I have to give you credit, Sam. Um, just like the trees went over, I believe you were one of the first to start the Thomas Brown. Ah, let's let's look at this guy a little more seriously, because you convinced me to look at Thomas Brown more seriously. Which then I started sharing on these airwaves, and then you've written stuff about it. Uh, we've continued to talk about it. I was sharing with Zach about it on Monday, and now Buck reporting yesterday to keep an eye on Thomas Brown, who got a second interview for a head coaching position. So here is what Buck reported on Tuesday morning about Thomas Brown and the offensive coordinator hire in general. Keep an eye on Panthers offensive coordinator Thomas Brown. Tennessee is interested in bringing in Brown in the same role to help Callahan implement his system, according to team sources. It is Buck's understanding that Callahan plans to be the Titans play caller as well as the head coach, setting up a system like the ones in Cincinnati between Callahan and Bengals head coach Zach Taylor will be the objective. So Thomas Brown's stock way up, right? I said my stock on Thomas Brown was up as the head coach on Monday, but Sam kind of dive deeper into your research on Thomas Brown more on why the coordinator for the previously dead last offense in the NFL this past season should be a good option for the Titans. Yeah. I mean, I, Right. Yeah. On the surface level, offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, run, 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 uh, stay as far away from anything Carolina Panthers related as possible. Uh, but I, I think the circumstances in Carolina made it very difficult for Thomas Brown to succeed. Number one, the roster was just atrocious. Number two, uh, he had the quarterback coach and the head coach get fired mid season. And he's supposed to maintain uh, a successful offense with, like a shell of a coaching staff. It, it was very difficult circumstances uh, for Thomas Brown. And so when you dive further into his background, I think you see why he uh, was a popular name to be hired as the Panthers offensive coordinator in the first place. He's a former running back that uh, coached at the college level for a very long time and really just bounced around as a running backs coach. And everywhere he went, things turned to gold whether it be Melvin Gordon, uh, you know, running for well over 2,000 yards, like with the Wisconsin Badgers and, and putting together one of the greatest single seasons ever for a college football running back, then going to Georgia and having success with Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle over there. Like he really, really elevated a bunch of run games at the college level, which he then I think he was an offensive coordinator as well at one point during college, then went over to the Los Angeles Rams, worked under Sean McVay. That is somebody who I'm a lot more optimistic in, a poaching people from the Sean McVay uh, coaching tree, as we're talking about 
coaching mm-hmm. trees here. Uh, and, and so he was the running backs coach for Sean McVay for a while, ended up getting uh, transitioned to the tight ends coach in his final year there, um, was given a lot of credit for reviving guys like Cam Akers uh, and other running backs on the Rams roster when it's a position they hadn't really prioritized for multiple years. And there was some stuff behind the scenes of like, hey, Cam Akers and Sean McVay kind of butting heads, not seeing eye to eye. Thomas Brown is given a lot of credit for, you know, working through things with Cam Akers and getting production out of him while he was healthy and on the field. And then he goes to tight ends coach. And as we've talked about on the show, I think once before, Austin, being a tight ends coach, uh, it is often viewed as a coordinator in waiting type of spot because uh, tight ends coaches have to work with tight ends at both disguising the run game, disguising the pass game, how to block and set up both of those things. And so you kind of get a feel for how to work with an entire offense as a tight ends coach. Um was one of the hottest names around the last cycle and you kind of has his the perception of him tainted slightly by the fact that he was with the Carolina Panthers but I think if you go back just a year ago or two years ago this is a guy that has been working with Sean McVay in an offense that is designed to air it out utilize play action take deep shots down the field And he knows how to coordinate the running game for that style of offense, knows how to marry it with the passing game. And so I think, you know, if he's your offensive coordinator for a defensive head coach, maybe you have a problem. But I think with Brian Callahan as the head coach, a guy who is quarterback friendly, uh, has had a ton of success with passing offenses in the past, and you feel like puts Will Levis in in a position to succeed having a running back and a guy who can design a run game to complement that quarterback as well as the offensive coordinator and doesn't necessarily need to worry about calling these specific plays Mm -hmm. could be a very magical combination. There's the sales pitch in the argument. Yeah. Well, uh, Devin says uh, this is informative AF actually. Sheesh. Uh, Yeah. I think Sam, uh, I don't know if, if uh, you were on Thomas Brown's payroll, but I think you've done a really good job of laying out why Thomas Brown would be a good fit. Uh, so, uh, you know, you did a lot of speaking there. And so I'm going to now ask you to talk more. Uh, but who is your preferred offensive coordinator? Is it Thomas Brown or is it somebody else? Yeah, so it is Thomas Brown. Um, and so there's two names really that keep yeah. racking back and forth in my brain. Number one is Thomas Brown. Number two is Liam Cohen. And so the reason I go with Brown over Cohen is kind of what I said, right? Like, I think you can make the argument that Brian Callahan as a head coach is your quarterback guy. Do you necessarily need two quarterback guys when you could potentially get the fresh perspective of a running back to design the run game uh, in Thomas Brown? So I lean towards Brown, I think it's more realistic to expect Brown, but Liam Cohen does interest me as well. This is from an article that I wrote a couple weeks ago on Liam Cohen as somebody who I could see being their offensive coordinator. If the Titans go in the direction people believe they should and hire an offensive minded head coach, Ben Johnson or Brian Callahan, Cohen's the perfect fit at offensive coordinator. He doesn't have to worry about calling the plays. He can simply be assisting the offensive head coach 
with his scheme while directing a lot of his focus towards developing Levis. That's something he knows more about than anyone else. In 2021, Levis' junior year at Kentucky and his first season as a full-time college starter, Cohen was his offensive coordinator. The Wildcats were fifth in the SEC in scoring offense. They scored 32.3 points per game, eighth in total offense. Uh, and uh, perhaps more important, Levis was unquestionably at his best. That was the time when people were saying, yep. watch Will Levis to go number one overall. Yep. And the production of not only Kentucky, but of Will Levis dipped off when Cohen left. It got a little bit better when he returned to Kentucky. So maybe again, right? Brian Callahan is your main play caller. Brian Callahan is your offensive, you know, he's the captain. Maybe your offensive coordinator in Liam Cohen is a Will Levis guy of, hey, I know Will. This is how we can put Will in a position to succeed. I'd yeah. give Thomas Brown the edge, but it's close. Yeah, honestly, I think we're kind of aligned. I I would go with Thomas Brown. I like his full body of work as a resume. Uh, I think it's more impressive than what Liam Cohen has done to this point. Liam Cohen's edge is the fact that he literally has worked with Will Levis, who is the quarterback. Like that's very attractive. So Rashid uh, brings something up and Sam, I just saw you saw his comment too. So yeah. I'm going to get to that because I'm going to say this. If, if Brian Callahan hires Thomas Brown as the offensive coordinator, he must, Brian Callahan must do one of two things. I'm going to get to those one of two Ooh. things. If it's Thomas Brown, but first, Krebs Kubota, you should just go to Krebs Kubota for any of your equipment needs. If you've got land, if you've got projects outside your property, your home, Krebs Kubota is how you can take care of that. Uh, they've got everything you possibly could need, whether it's a, a mower for your type of yard, you got a hill or a ditch, a big yard, a small yard, you need zero turn, you need anything you need with a mower or a trimmer, Krebs Kubota's got you covered right there. Maybe you've got more land, maybe you've got some acres out there, maybe you have uh, some plants, some crops that you got going on, or maybe you have uh, some other things, some animals to take care of. Krebs Kubota has all of the equipment for that as well. They can serve you for your just your neighborhood, residential type home, or if you've got property out there with projects uh, galore, KrebsKubota.com. They are an elite Kubota dealer, which means not only do they have the best equipment in the industry, the best warranties, which is so important with equipment because things are going to break. You're moving things. You're using force and energy into the ground, the earth. Things are going to break. You have to have somebody to help you out. And Krebs Kubota is right there for you. And they also have the best customer service because it's a family-owned and operated company. Family-owned and operated for over 18 years, have grown from just Columbia to adding Franklin and Murfreesboro as well, online at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sports books, and if you use the bonus code ATOZ Sports, when you sign up with BetMGM, you can get up to $1,500 back in the form of a bonus bet if your first bet doesn't win. I was actually checking right now, Austin, to see if I could find it, and I'm not sure I can. But I was kind of trying to see what the uh, if there was any opening odds for the Tennessee Titans next season and like the uh, AFC South picture, whatever. If you're bullish on Brian Callahan, uh, make sure you are taking a look at BetMGM to see if you can get in on the action for next season with the Titans. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports, whatever that first wager amount is. If it loses, it goes back into your account in the form of a bonus bet with a second chance to win big. It's the best way to do sports betting with the king of sportsbooks and betmgm.com. All right. So we're about to go through uh, and continuing to go through the conversation of 
who would you prefer as Titans offensive coordinator uh, under Brian Callahan? We also need people to like the show. So please hit that like button uh, for us. Like the show. Uh, that'll go a long way. Also, keep your head on a swivel. I think the Tennessee Titans will officially announce Brian Callahan as the head coach within the next 30 minutes. I think it's going to be that soon. Within the next 30 minutes, it'll be officially official, as they say, with Brian Callahan. So, Sam, we both think we would prefer Thomas Brown as the offensive coordinator for Callahan. If that's the case, one of these two things must happen. Either Liam Cohen is paid enough to leave Kentucky as the offensive coordinator to be the Titans' quarterback coach, or Charles London is retained from the previous staff as the quarterback's coach. Because Will Levis is here. We saw really good things from Will Levis in his, what, seven, eight starts or so, nine starts, whatever it was, uh, with the Titans as a rookie. You need somebody in that room that he has worked with previously. I think Charles London or Liam Cohen would be a great fit to be the quarterback coach if Thomas Brown is the OC. I think there is a beautiful marriage of minds, experience, working relationships, if that's the case. Because Callahan and Brown have a lot of things in common. Cohen and Callahan and Brown have things in common. And then you've got Cohen, London, and Levis who have all worked together. So if it's Brian Callahan and Thomas Brown, head coach OC, you got to either have Charles London or Liam Cohen as your QB coach for Will Levis. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I absolutely think, I mean, so somebody wants to know, right, did Tim Kelly get fired yet? Anything with the Titans coaching staff is still up in the air because I the plan is for now that Brian Callahan is the head coach and getting ready to be officially, officially the head coach, uh, to present him with the Titans current staff and see if there's anybody he'd like to retain. I certainly think there are candidates on this staff that will be retained. I do not expect Tim Kelly to be one of them, but I do think Charles London could be one of them. Uh, and you know, the Titans as the quarterbacks coach and pass game coordinator, that would be somebody that I'd absolutely be interest, interested in bringing back. If Thomas Brown, who I've mentioned, his background is in running backs and a run game, right? If he is the offensive coordinator, then a guy like Charles London as your pass game coordinator being retained makes a lot of sense. But yes, uh, you need to have some continuity around Will Levis uh, and just a, a staff around him that he is comfortable with and is familiar with him. Um, so yeah, Brian Callahan, not familiar with him, could bring some fresh new ideas. Thomas Brown could bring some new ideas that really help Will Levis. But where is the guy that's going to have the personal connection to knowing what is best for number eight? I think that that is either Charles London or Liam Cohen. I don't know what you'd have to pay Liam Cohen. Uh, he's making something like a million dollars, I think I saw, at Kentucky as the offensive mm -hmm. coordinator. So it, Amy would have to pony up to uh, bring him to the Titans. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a move Liam Cohen is interested in doing he did say oh, i'll stay longer than a year this time when he went back to kentucky last time so we'll see if that stays true or not 
Um, but he did take an interview. I mean, we know he's looked at the NFL. He took an interview for the Bears offensive coordinator job. So it's not like this is some complete like fan fiction pipe dream that Liam Cohen could return to the NFL. Is the price right? That's the question. Yeah. Um, I, and and I, we have no idea what NFL coaches make annually. It's, uh, it, it is such a weird like mystery of not knowing – you know, what, what it would take and what is, you know, realistic. I mean, I've heard like Chris Harris is somebody the Titans paid to go and get and bring in as an assistant. They paid above market to bring him in. They did the same thing with Charles London. Charles London last year was a guy that got a ton of traction as an offensive coordinator to potentially go somewhere and take that job. And he was already the quarterback's coach in Atlanta. The Titans made him the quarterback's coach, added the title of pass game coordinator, and gave him a big old raise to snag him from Arthur Smith's staff. So Amy has not hesitated to do that in the past if she believes the hire is the right member of the staff. Um, I just don't know what, what the interest is like from Cohen or what, what the number would be. Yeah, same. Um, and I had heard that Bill Callahan – with the Browns is getting paid multiple millions of dollars yeah. as an offensive line coach per year. A so different, you know, right. Cause like, what's his, is the million dollars he might make worth like not getting to coach with his son? Like, yeah, I, I mean, maybe not like, you know, he might say, I don't care. I'll take a pay pay cut to come work with my son. Maybe that's not on his, you know, list of things he's super motivated to do. I don't know. Yeah, and like Bill Callahan, what's what's money to Bill Callahan at this point in his career? Right. Like the guy's been in the league forever and has made a lot of money, plenty of money. Coaching with his son is better and more of an experience that you can't miss out on outside of you know, other than staying in Cleveland and making another million bucks more or something like that, you know. And so yeah. but who knows? And so I it's and this is typical what happens when first-time head coaches are hired, whether it's in college or in the pros, is that, okay, you're hiring a guy to be a head coach who's never been a head coach before. His salary is probably a little lower, right? So what are you going to do? Take that money and put it back into the staff because it's that much more important that the staff is highly paid and highly qualified to support the first-time head coach. It's going to have some learning mistakes. Yeah, for sure. You can only kind of estimate it, but – um, especially with the, the emphasis that Miss Amy put on the supporting staff in the one statement we got from her, yep. you know, I, I would like to think that if it, if it costs a little bit extra to get the right coaching staff in here for this team, that she uh, would be willing to do it. Uh, I, I don't have any doubts that, you know, money is not really an issue here. For sure. All right. It is these sports here live on uh, this Wednesday morning, uh, let's go ahead and ask this question, Sam. We haven't really heard much on it at all, um, really uh, ever uh, so far. And you know, Brian Callen still yet to be officially named as the often or the head coach for the Tennessee Titans, offensive coordinator from the Bengals. But let's ask this question: Which is a more important hire for Brian Callahan? Is it the OC or the DC, offensive or defensive coordinator? Which is more important? overall for Brian Callahan. But first, let me tell everybody about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Look, your health plan, no question. Very important for you. 
your family, whatever situation you are in, highly important that you have the right health plan for you, that you're not overpaying for that health plan. And it has plenty of coverage and appropriate amount of coverage for your situation. And that's what Farm Bureau Health Plans specializes in. FBHP.com slash ATOZ. That is the website to get started. They've served Tennesseans for over 75 years. You can see that logo all across the state. Whether you go to Titans games, whether you go to Vols games, any youth sporting event you go to, there's typically that red Farm Bureau Health Plans logo somewhere on an outfield fence at the ballpark down the street, Farm Bureau Health Plans is going to have a presence there because they care about their community. They care about Tennesseans. They have so for over 75 years. So go see them. You can save money and get better coverage. I'm not just saying that. That's what Zach Bingham did two plus years ago with Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports and get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, it's conference championship weekend. Uh, I think I'm going to have to hammer the Ravens and the 49ers this weekend. That is my Super Bowl prediction I took from the start. And I'm hoping. It goes chalk, and we've got the two teams that were on the bye and the number one seeds doing it. But I'm doing it with BetMGM. That that I can be sure of, that I'm placing those wagers with BetMGM. And if you have a pick for this weekend, maybe you disagree with mine and you want to go make some money off it and rub it in my face, do it with BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports, and whatever your first wager amount is, you can get that money back in the form of a bonus bet up to $1,500 with the king of sportsbooks. All right, so we're asking everybody here on A to Z Sports on this Wednesday morning, which is a more important hire for Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator or the defensive coordinator? Sam, what's the chat saying on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch? Defensive coordinator seems to be the pop and answer. That's what Steven, Hashtag, Raz, Dylan, Devin, Top Tier, Billy, Darius, Jonathan are all saying. Jeremy's on it. Paul thinks it's the O.C., uh, he was the first one to come in and say OC, but Chandler, Chris, Andre, Luman, Matt are all on uh, defense as well. Michael thinks it's the offensive coordinator. Want to see Levis take the next step. Uh, O-line coach is the most important hire, says Corey Smith, then the DC because he can call his own plays. Anthony goes for option C, the special teams coordinator, is what <laughs> Anthony thinks, which, you know, given how bad things were under Craig Aukerman, maybe. Uh, it's DC since Callahan is calling DC. Uh, John says OC because that's where the bigger problem has been. Uh, we got OC from Albert, but I think the chat is overall defensive coordinator. Austin, do you agree that that's the priority here? Hmm. Yeah, I think it has to be. Um, because it's like, you know, you're going to hand somebody the keys to the defense and that's a big deal. The offensive coordinator if all goes well, the offensive coordinator will be a revolving door for the Tennessee Titans. And that's what it has been under Vrabel, but it's been very different, right? Like you need the defensive coordinator that you can have. Well, maybe. What? Like it might be a revolving door. But the other thing about if, having I think Brian If Callahan all goes that, well, if all right. goes well, but right? Even if things go well, I, I think like you, we've seen in the past guys – Brian Callahan being one of them, sure. like the, the offense is firing. 
and people go, well, Zach Taylor, so we're not going to hire you. Like you could get for like Eric Bieniemy was the I, I OC think... forever before and like moving to Washington to call plays, like because he's behind Andy Reid. And so sometimes if you have the good offensive coach, I mean nobody's talking about the Dolphins' offensive coordinator right now for. Well, here's the thing. Dolphins. Here's here's what I believe. I think the ceiling on keeping the same offensive coordinator play caller is three seasons. Brian Callahan never called plays and was there for five years. So three seasons as a play caller is about as long as it's going to get. You're either going to get a head coaching job or you're going to get fired. If you're the play caller that it changes as uh, yeah, not so you, you know what? I agree with you now, now that I'm, yeah, now that I'm thinking thank through you. it, because if it goes well, somebody's going to hire your OC and give them the opportunity to call plays as their OC and probably elevate. Uh, I saw the stat the other day, every team in the national football league has changed their offensive coordinator since the summer of 2022. That's absolutely mad. There is not a single team that has the same offensive coordinator since before the 2022 offseason, that shows you how much of a revolving door it is because even guys who are like staying in the league as OCs, Eric Bieniemy, like I mentioned, right? Now he's going to go be a play caller somewhere else. Luke Getze was the Packers OC, went to be a play caller in Chicago. Guys are always moving, trying to find a way that they can potentially become a head coach and get a little bit more respect. Um, so, yeah, it, it is a revolving door. I do agree with you. I take back Thank my you. statement. Thank you. Thank you. And Thank it is you. exactly why defensive coordinator is the more important hire. Good. I'm glad that you agree with me. Thank goodness. I mean, I, for, people for, are coming to my side. Come on over to my side in the offensive coordinator thing. Three years is as long as it's going to get it. It's either good because they get a head coaching job or it's bad and they get fired and you're going to have to be wishy-washy and oh well next year is going to be better as a coordinator oh and now he's got experience as a play caller all this stuff right three years as a play caller coordinator as long as you get on the offensive side of the ball and what was that stat again you just said sam every Every team team has changed coordinator since when 2022 that is nuts that's two seasons yep so i'm saying your ceiling is three but everybody's already done it in the last two yeah, I mean, there could be a team that right has a guy for two years right now that hired a guy in 2022 and could keep him. But, I mean, like, who's the Dolphins OC? Is it Frank something? Frank Smith. Frank Smith. Why is nobody talking about Frank Smith right He's now? Plays. He's not calling plays. And this right. is Mike McDaniel's, but, what, third year? Right. So, Frank Smith not calling plays. That's why he's not a top candidate. But Brian Callen wasn't calling plays, and he became a top candidate over time. I think another year of the Dolphins having a really good offense, Frank Smith is going to get grabbed somewhere, either to be a play-calling OC or to be a head coach somewhere, because that's kind of how it goes right now. Um, And Phil says that can't be right. Yeah, it is. It it can't be, but it is. And that's the scary thing, is think about a team. I mean, Brian Callahan was already the longest-tenured offensive coordinator, and he got the job in 2019. He's no longer there. So teams have potentially... Like there are like an Eric B enemy, right. Has been an offensive coordinator for a while now, but has not done it with the same team uh, since prior to 2022, which is mad, but it's facts. Uh, 
Austin, yeah, it, it's definitely the defensive coordinator for, for the simple fact that even if your offensive coordinator is a revolving door, Brian Callahan is your offensive coordinator, or at least the chief of your offense. And you have to find the chief of your defense. Number one, like you're so that that's number one, right? You're turning over the keys, as you've said, to somebody for your entire defense. If you can find the right partner, if you can find the guy that can call an elite defense and you partner him with Brian Callahan, this is when you can start to elevate your team to the elite level uh, in the National Football League. But number two, like you can make the right defensive coordinator higher and have that guy stick for a very long time. Like there is a real possibility Mike McDonald doesn't get hired during this coaching cycle, which I think is absolutely mad because he is an absolute defensive wizard and somebody is going to be happy. But if he doesn't get hired, right, like what more can a, can a defensive coordinator do than go back to back years of leading the league in pretty much everything with a group that was 18th and all of those stuff before I mean, that, that's Mike McDonald's resume right now, and he still might not get hired as a head coach. Yeah, well, so. and here's the thing. I think the Ravens going to the Super Bowl might stop McDonald from being a head coach. It might be. It might, right? I mean, if everybody's starting to, to narrow down names, we've heard Jim Harbaugh and the Chargers are starting to make negotiations happen. Like, the yeah, teams are starting to close in on their candidate. If Mike McDonald doesn't get a head coaching job right now, it's like, that's a, a defensive coordinator that is at the very, very top of the game. And still, again, even Dan Quinn, right? Dan Quinn's had a top 10 defense in Dallas for three years running right now. He might not get hired. So you can have a good defensive coordinator that knows what he's doing uh, and keep him. And, and so if you can get a good one for Brian Callahan right now, the Titans are in good shape. Yeah. Uh, I've seen some comments about it, and so I'll kind of give a, a quick piece on it. I also did see some comments about Wesley Woodyard apparently torched Mike Rabel this morning on Ramon, Kayla, and Will on 104.5 The Zone. So I know we will have content up on A2ZSports.com about that. We are working on that as uh, we speak right now about things that Wesley Woodyard said. I have no idea what the details are, but apparently Wood went deep on Vrabel and I'm, I am beyond fascinated to listen to that. But I also saw a bunch of comments, Sam, about people bringing up the comments made by Keyshawn Johnson on whatever Fox sports one show he's on yesterday. So I just want to say this about Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn Johnson knows nothing about anything with the Tennessee Titans. Keyshawn Johnson. And I watched the clips. Somebody, one of you guys tagged me in the tweet this morning. I woke up. First thing I did was listen to that ridiculousness and made my head hurt at five something in the morning. Keyshawn Johnson admitted to being ignorant on the air. And the, I don't know what's worse. What Keyshawn Johnson said about the Titans hiring a Brian Callahan or the fact that the show he's on clipped it to get views on social media to out him as an idiot. Cause Keyshawn Johnson said it's a weird hire admitted. He knew nothing about Brian Callahan and then proceeded to air out the research, which was basically Keyshawn reading Brian Callahan's uh, Wikipedia jobs over the last 15 years. Then Keyshawn Johnson talked about, I don't know how we're doing this, removing the goalposts on how why we hire people <clears throat> as a head coach. He said he hasn't called plays, yet Eric Bieniemy isn't getting any looks for the Titans as a head coach, and then made it about race. And then Keyshawn Johnson said, that only one head coach was hired so far in this cycle who is African-American. Well, 
Keyshawn Johnson, I'm sorry, but two out of the three head coaches hired thus far, there's still five openings, but two of the three hired are black, Gerard Mayo and Antonio Pierce. And Brian Callahan is the only one who is not black, who is yet to be, who has been hired as a head coach. So Keyshawn, you're showing your ass right now. Also, Eric Bieniemy is your example. Keyshawn, the Tennessee Titans put in a request to interview Eric Bieniemy for their offensive coordinator job, the same position he took with Washington last year, and Eric Bieniemy declined the interview request. Eric Bieniemy doesn't have interest in the Tennessee Titans, so why are the Titans going to have more interest in Eric Bieniemy for a head coaching job? So Keyshawn, dude, do some homework before you get on national TV, and luckily nobody's really watching you, and say that. And then to the social media intern who aired out Keyshawn Johnson's ignorance. I mean, I don't know if he did it on purpose, but bravo. That's my speech. Yeah, it's a great speech. I think there's even more, right? To, to the the whole, oh. uh, like, the race thing. Uh, I mean, like, does Keyshawn Johnson, is he unaware of the fact that the Titans have an African-American general manager that is making right. these hires? And so, it. I mean people that get on national media sometimes can just be uninformed, especially when it comes to the uh, uh, Tennessee Titans, low like small market teams, teams that are not always in the national spotlight. But if you're going to talk about them and get paid to do it and put it on the national stage, or at least make like accusations or, you know, some sort of conspiracy theory about a team, you better damn be informed about, uh, you know, the organizational structure and, you know, what things are actually going on around the league. So I have nothing to add that you didn't say. Yep. So there you go. Uh, that is what I think about Keyshawn Johnson. Okay, Sam. <laughs> uh, again, I think the Titans will announce uh, Brian Callahan within the next 10 minutes on uh, on social media. So keep it out an eye out for that. But Sam, it is time. Are you ready for us to get to trivia uh, to get this thing rolling here? I'm always ready for trivia. I'm All right, here we up. go. First shout out to Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Make them a part of your new car buying process. Go see our friend Payne Bone in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Sam, trivia time. You ready? Let's do it. Get it right there, and here we go. We got our nine trivia grid questions today. As routine, I pick the first category, and I let the chat, somebody in the chat, the first category that I see will be the second category. Uh, I'm going to pick geography as the first category. Uh, Damn, geography is where we begin. This is one of my categories here. Okay. The Harley-Davidson Museum, Pabst Mansion, and Circus World are all located on what U.S. state that resides in the central time zone? Ooh. Pabst, so where's Pabst Blue Ribbon brewed? I guess. No Googling, by the way. Those are the only rules of trivia. Yeah. Um, I'm not. Matt says Wisconsin. I'm not looking at the chat either. I don't think this is Wisconsin. Brad says Wisconsin. Maybe we're getting a lot of Wisconsins. I mean, we where Wisconsin, Wisconsin is the Pabst Mansion. I feel like I would have uh, heard are you of a that. Wisconsin guy. I mean, Chicago and Wisconsin are. You go to Basically, all the Wisconsin attractions. I've been to the Cheese Castle. Like you go to the Jelly Belly Factory. These are Wisconsin classics here. You okay, go to- okay, my bad, my bad. You're right. 
Sam Thalen, um, Wisconsin tourist guy. All right, so Wisconsin. Let's go with Wisconsin. All right, yeah, let's try Wisconsin. I, I have no no idea about this, and we are right. Hey. Sorry, right. Good chat. Good job to the chat. I can't say I'm familiar with any of uh, any of those locations or where they All are. Right. Uh, Kenny was first with the uh, category suggestion with NBA. So typically we say the sports tours are tail end, but we'll go NBA. Scotty Pippen, Sean Kemp, and Rasheed Wallace were teammates on what 50-win Western Conference team in 2001. Uh, I'm sure you've got this one ready to go, Austin. I've got it ready to go. Uh, I mean, I forgot Sean Kemp played for the Portland Trailblazers, but he did play for the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Scotty Pippen, I feel like, is the giveaway here. Like, where to go after the Bulls? Is you know Scotty and, and Sheed. Those were the those are the two giveaways. But yeah, the Portland Trailblazers. All right, Portland Trailblazers is correct. Uh, what else we got? Right. Let's go grocery products. That sounds fun. Grocery products. Something I'm always bad at. Found in freezer aisles, this brand of soft-baked pretzels you can heat up at home is typically packaged in black boxes and with its name in yellow print. I'm not going to get this. I stay out of the uh, uh, freezer aisles pretty much all the time. Hmm. Is it Aunt Annie's? That's what I was That's, thinking. You're thinking Auntie Anne's. Auntie Anne's? It might Annie's? just be Annie's. I think it's Annie's. Uh, that that's what I'm visualizing of the. It's not Auntie Anne's. Auntie Anne's is blue. Uh, it's blue with yellow, not black. Super pretzel, Sean and uh, Fonzo are saying super pretzel. Jeremy's on super pretzel. Titans Kyle's on super pretzel. Uh, box is black. Black box super pretzel. So let's go super pretzel. That seems to be. Bang. Good job by the chat. Again, I, I did not have that one ready to go. Uh, quick timeout. NB asked, hey, does anyone have recommendations or, for a new refrigerator? I have to get a new one, unfortunately. I'm actually selling a new fridge, NB. So if you're in the national area, <laughs> uh, I am I'm have one in my garage. That hey, if anybody not- needs a washer and dryer while we're marketing things that we're selling, uh, <laughs> I, have, I have a brand new condition washer and dryer that I need to uh, get rid of within the next six days. So uh, yeah, like it's going dirt cheap. If anybody needs a washer and dryer or, or a microwave, I have that as well. So, uh, all right. So there we go. So MB hit us up. Um, and then I think GE, uh, is where I went with the fridge. So yeah, like the fridge that we're selling is totally fine. We just wanted a different fridge for our new house and we are selling the one that came with the house. All right. So, um, let's go movies. All right. Movies, movies, movies. Uh, the year La La Land was incorrectly announced the Best Picture winner at the 2017 Oscars. This coming-of-age drama from director Barry Jenkins actually won the award. 2017 coming-of-age. Uh, let's see, is this Birdman? I, I vaguely remember the La La Land thing. Moonlight. Uh, Amanda comes in with Moonlight. That sounds right. Moonlight did win a best best picture, and uh, that Joshua Matt said it was hilarious. Now we're getting Moonlight no, flying it. Moonlight. Moonlight was was a best picture winner. I just get the years mixed up on all of them. Um, it's a good movie. Moonlight. Come on, obviously. Sam. Type. What are you doing? Moonlight. 
I'm typing. <laughs> I'm with one hand here. Um, uh, all right, let's go with celebrity mashup right there in the center. All right, celebrity mashup. Let's see it. And all right, I've got both off the bat. You guys. I've got both. Okay, give me a second. Don't look at the chat, Austin. I'll allow you to All right, I, I will hide the chat. Uh, Simon Cowell is the inside. That is the inside. Is the outside Brian Williams? It is not. No. Is it? It's a bigger guy. Yes. Think. Uh, is it late night? Yeah. James Corden? Yeah. Yep. James Corden and Simon Cowell is going to I be. I did it. Yeah, very nice. You got Look both. At me. I did it. James Corden and Simon Cowell. And that is correct. And we have five correct. All right. Let's go with television. Television. Another category I struggle with sometimes. Troy Ann Belisario, Lucy Hale, Ashley Benson, and Shane Mitchell starred in this popular mystery teen drama on ABC Family from 2010 to 2017. Oof, uh, popular mystery teen drama. No idea. Mystery teen drama on ABC Family. Pretty Little Liars is getting. Oh, okay. That checks out actually. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's a, so that's what we're getting. Yeah. Pretty Little yeah, Liars. Yeah. 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 Nice yeah, I don't. I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know any of those actor or actresses' names. I have That's seen it, that. but I don't know any actors' names. I'm terrible at Oxford. I'm really names. good at them. Um, as soon as I've seen you in something and I can associate you with something, it's locked in. But if I haven't seen you, there's a chance I don't. Uh, yeah, P uh, PLL, not bad for an ABC Family uh, uh, mystery drama. Not bad. No, not bad for network TV. All right, uh, All let's right. go music. Music, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead, when I was dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. Our lyrics from a 1994 notorious B.I.G. song. You're smiling like you've got this one ready to go, Austin. Do you know it? Yeah. Let's see what the uh, see what the chat has here. I see uh, juicy is the popular answer that Darius came in with first here saying juicy. I do not know this song. So, well, I mean, come on, Devin, if you don't know, now, you know, it's juicy. All right. Now I know. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it, All right. Yeah. Not, not a strength, not a strength of mine there. You keep in my strong category for the end. Yeah. And uh, officially, real quick, another timeout. Oh. Officially, like I told you guys, Brian Callahan officially announced as the Titans head coach. Officially official, the Titans welcome to Nashville, Coach Callahan. Uh, so All there right. you go. There right, you so, go. So we can move on now. After more than a decade with the Twins, Michael Kadire played for this NL West division team from 2012 to 2014, where he won the batting title in 2013. Uh, I do know this one. Michael Kadire. Bane of my existence when he was with the Twins. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the, the other team. Do you know what a batting title is? Isn't that where you have the best average? Yes, that is the best average. Uh, I see Rockies. I see Giants. I see San Francisco from Josh. 
Uh, Matt was on it. This is Colorado Rocky legend, Michael Kadire. Uh, so he had a couple fun years after his prime with the Rockies where he won a batting title. Um, so yeah, there you go. There's your baseball one for the day, which is usually where my favorite question is. NFL, this Giants kicker knocked down a game-winning field goal in overtime in both the 27 and 2011 conference championship wins over the Niners and Packers. Ugh. Okay. I do know this. I've got, this is the joke between uh, the Titans media. Austin is that I am a kicker encyclopedia post like 2006. I know every team's kicker. Like I've got it down. Um, I just remember kickers and associate them with teams. So I was, I, I, for whatever reason, I don't think it's correct, but I, I, Hauschka came to mind, but I don't think it's that's not Stephen Hauschka. He was a Seahawk. Okay. Like Lawrence Tynes. That is the correct answer. Lawrence okay. Tynes is the right answer. So, uh, T Y N E S there's some Tynes, uh, answers in the chat right there. Yeah. Chat chats on it, but Lawrence Tynes, uh, game winning kick guy, uh, MB says now that's odd. Yeah. It's weird. Like I, Here's what it is. I used is I don't know if I should even go into detail about why I know every kicker. It's kind of weird, but you know, I just know every kicker. It's there a game I used to play in my head as a kid. And so I, I remember kickers with teams and can yeah, that's my one thing that I, I'll remember. Well, I will say we cruised through trivia today. We yeah. actually smoked it. I need to take a couple minutes here too. No, uh, no, no, no. I've got a meeting at 9.30. Then I have another meeting after that. Right, well, Todd Helton should not be in the Hall of Fame before Andrew Jones, and it's absolutely ridiculous. So I'm happy for Tennessee. Uh, and maybe he deserved to get in eventually, but him being in before Andrew Jones and Gary Sheffield and guys like that is just absolutely ridiculous. So you play at Coors Field for 17 years, can't even hit 400 home runs. Miss me with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Fair, 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 fair. Andrew Jones, beast, right? All right, so uh, Sam's selling a washer and dryer and a microwave. I'm selling a fridge. We're giving you 40% off of all of our merch at shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. Uh, so I just posted the link right there, shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com uh, for all of our merch. So go check that out uh, right there. Again, I was right. I was right. I told you guys, keep ahead on a swivel when it comes to the Brian Callahan announcement. And he was, in fact, announced three minutes ago officially as the Titans head coach. I'm reading Amy Adams' strunk uh, statement briefly on Callahan. Quote, this is an exciting time for our franchise. We're thrilled to have Brian as our head coach. Uh, we went through a, a thorough candidate search, and Brian stood out as the best person to lead our football team. I want to thank the other candidates who are part of the process and wish them well moving forward. Brian has a track record of success and range of experience that has prepared him for this opportunity, his football knowledge, his enthusiasm of the game really stand out. And beyond that, we think his ability to lead will make him the ideal fit for the franchise. If you look at his history, Brian's been a part of a Super Bowl winning team, Denver in 2015, and another team that advanced to the Super Bowl, Cincinnati in 21. He's worked with a variety of dynamic offenses with top flight quarterbacks at each step of his career. He's shown flexibility and intelligence to make an impact. Flexibility. 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 New word. Collaborate. There was no collaboration. No collaboration there. But flexibility. Well, we'll see how many times Rand Carthon says collaborate in the uh in the press conference. But flexibility is on word watch right now. Uh 40% off appliances, Austin. Yeah. So hey, 
the the washer dryer is like 80% off. I need to get rid of it. Just saying. I'm just floating that out there. My appliances, dirt cheap. Putting that out there. I don't know if my, Austin's my, my fridge is very, very 75% off. Yeah. The, these are discount appliances here. Yes. Uh, also, Sam, uh, Thursday, one o'clock press conference for Brian Callahan. Not today, tomorrow. Thursday yeah. at one o'clock for Callahan. That works out nicely. So Titans at two right after that. That's beautiful timing for our Titans program. At, maybe three Titans two, at 230. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we're going to do. Perfect. All right, everybody. Appreciate it as always. Make sure you hit that like button on your way out. Like button, like show goes a long way for us. Subscribe to the channel as well. And we'll catch you guys later on. Buck Rising is live tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime. Appreciate it as always.